Have you ever reached that point in your relationship, in your marriage, where you feel like communication just grinds to a halt and it <laughs> freezes over and you don't, you can't figure out how to get past it, right? Sometimes they're more severe than others. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we had one of those recently. Gonna go there, huh? <laughs> just kidding. What, what, what happened? I just know that it happened somewhere <laughs> in the past, recent past. Yeah. What was, what was going on? I, I can't don't know. remember. We'll figure it out by the time That's we get to the other side. But... <laughs> That's how important it was. So, yeah, sometimes when you get locked up and you we call it like kind of a communication log jam or uh, communication cold snap is another mm -hmm. way we've referred to it. Is It's just kind of like you can't move forward and you need something to change either inside of you or outside of you or some mm. external force, <laughs> namely the Holy Spirit, needs to needs to act upon you to change and soften your mm -hmm. hearts. Mm -hmm. But but you don't always know, like even sometimes we don't even have like the wherewithal to pray for that. Right. Right. And to ask for that. Yeah. So anyway, this episode is talking about kind of that, that phenomenon within marriage. <laughs> We're going to talk through how counseling can actually uh, really help in those yeah. scenarios. So we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. This is the part four of four parts <laughs> of counseling, <laughs> discussing different aspects about counseling. We kind of started off with why a couple might need counseling, mm, the yeah. value of that. Um, last week we talked about codependency um, and how a counselor can speak into that situation. Um, and this week we're talking about the times in your marriage where you just right. can't communicate well. And there's different types of mm -hmm. cold, quote unquote, that we'll talk about. Yes. Um, yes. But first... I, well, I feel like this is... Uh, communication is one of those things that... A lot of times the dysfunction that we experience in marriage is a symptom of a deep communication issue. Mm. Okay. So we've there, I can't remember, the, I think it's called We Can Work It Out is a book that's all about communication and it might be specifically toward like businesses, but it, it, it introduces this concept of a shared meaning pool. Mm. And really I, I love that because it, it, it illustrates what communication is. Okay. So when we share words, uh, it's, it's the medium through which we are trying to convey ideas with fidelity, ideas, feelings, emotions, mm -hmm. all that stuff with fidelity to another individual. What happens is, is a lot of times that, that those signals can be muddled <laughs> because we're not, we're not dipping in the same shared meaning pool. Right. There's all kinds of intonation. There's all kinds of implications. You read, we read into things. We, well, and if we're trying to communicate something that feels attacking to you, to your spouse, that can bring about a lot of insecurities so then it's just kind of tainted in how you present yeah. the information and that's, and that's why you hear things like in it, it, it triggered i got triggered when he said this or or when she said this because you're reading into it meaning that the meaning that wasn't necessarily it might have been intended but it wasn't necessarily intended mm. and so that's verbal communication and then there's other kind of nonverbal communication obviously there's body language tone that well, that's verbal but it's a <laughs> it's not a word that you're saying it's how you're saying right. something there's timing there's all these different what if it's appropriate or not but then there's uh 
a deeper intimacy around that that isn't verbal. So physical intimacy, spiritual spiritual intimacy. Are we sharing mm. the same meaning pool in terms of our purpose, our desire for one another? Okay. Mm. All of these things are functions in a way of communication, verbal and non. Mm -hmm. And so to have this conversation is not just here's five tips to have better conversations with each other. Uh, no, this is really how do you clear the airwaves and clean up the signals so you can actually get at each other's mm -hmm. heart. Because friends, it's been 17 years of marriage and we still, I feel like we're getting worse at communicating <laughs> sometimes. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I'm like, we shouldn't we just know this about each other? Like, shouldn't I know the meaning that you're intending here? But yeah. I don't. And then we get mad and then he's the one that's always wrong. So <laughs> yeah. I am uh, just trying to bring him on board most of the time. Surely. No, surely. no but it, communication is such a difficult thing, no matter how much unity I think that you mm -hmm. have in your marriage or you think you have. Mm-hmm. This is just, it feels just like a, a herd of cats all the time trying to like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to go this way and I'm trying to tell you these things, but something's wandering off and I don't know where it's going and that's not what I said, but that's right. what you're hearing. And hmm. so I think I'm really, we're excited in anyways to talk about yeah. um, kind of the different, the different cold that you might be experiencing in your marriage. Yeah. I like that analogy, uh, which I'll explain in a sec. But just so, just to reiterate, this is actually part three, or excuse me, part four of four, four of four, where we're talking specifically about counseling, uh, and and we, like Selena said early on, we actually just we explored this idea: does every couple or can every couple benefit from counseling? Hmm. Uh, the answer was, yeah. Yes. In the, yeah. You don't have to be in a crisis. You don't to... have to be in a crisis. You don't have to. And, and this is one of the reasons why is you may not even realize that you, your signals are muddled. Mm. And all of a sudden you're seeing through new lenses. It's like someone takes your, your glasses, if you wear glasses, and like cleans them. And you mm. didn't realize how dirty they were until you see clearly mm. for the first time in years. Mm -hmm. Wow, I've been missing out. Mm. So counseling has that effect. Uh, then we talked about anxiety and stress because those are very common in particular because of the season that we're in uh, as a as a world <laughs> with, with the pandemic. As the world. As the world with the pandemic and obviously the, everything that's happening around the elections and the, uh, what else, the uh, social unrest, mm, I'll say. Civil unrest. Civil yeah. unrest. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety around that and people working from home with kids uh, at home now doing school in a lot of places. So we talked through that. And then the last and last week we talked through codependency, mm. uh, which that was very elucidating for me in terms of understanding exactly what that is and, and how to identify it and how to see the gospel uh, work the codependent badness out of us <laughs> and have a, a better version of in interdependence is, is what the what the Bible yes. gives us. So in today's kind of we're putting a bow on this conversation around what we th I think really communication is as much as I um, yeah I, I was gonna say it's like a chiropractor we'll you know they they always used to say I don't know I'm not a fan of chiropractors but they would say I am Selena's a fan <laughs> and Big they're fan. like your body will heal itself if you just you know get the spine working right and <laughs> right that's <laughs> here's our, and herein lies our communication <laughs> issues not sharing the same meaning yeah so. Anyway, I'll keep using with the, the airwaves analogy. We're clearing the <laughs> airwaves. I'll keep using that. So, yeah, that's today. So, anyway, we're, today's in partnership with FaithfulCounseling.com. Uh, we'll tell you more about it at the end, but it's we partnered with them specifically because they meet this very tangible need, given the fact that not everyone's comfortable with going out and the world isn't completely opened up again. So, it's a very uh, quick, easy way to get counseling if you need it. Go mm -hmm. to uh, FaithfulCounseling.com slash FMP. 
and that'll give you 10% off your first month. But we'll tell you more about that more about that at the end. All right. So, Selena, you had talked about you had said that uh, there are varying kind degrees of degrees of cold. Of cold. Nice. Yeah. Varying degree. Oh, I just caught that. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit up front about how counseling can maybe help you. We're going to set the stage of identifying cold in your marriage, right? Cold communication. Because there are different types of cold, like varying degrees. We have cold snaps, which we kind of talk dis- define as like a sudden brief spell of cold weather in your marriage, right? Mm. Things get kind of icy. There's a little bitterness, maybe a hurt happened. There's an analogy, if you will. I'm going to use or uh, an example from our own lives. Okay. Sunday morning, I, we... Our church is not gathering full time yet, and so we we and we've been doing home church with some friends that are nearby. They were out of town, and so we said, "Well, I'm going to lead our family in church." Do you, now, do you remember where where I'm going with this? <laughs> I don't recall you saying that until before I prompted. Well, I was like, "That was I didn't." What lead are us, we doing? <laughs> I didn't lead us very we felt lost very a clearly, bit. and then I just was like, "Fine, I'll do it," and I did it. <laughs> And then Selena had input. Well. <laughs> it's like it wasn't the way Selena wanted it. Not and necessarily. It's great Anyways. to model for your children home church and then where you end up fighting each other and telling them to go to their room so you can fight. <laughs> That's what happened. And and so that kind of was, I would say, a communication cold snap where we just, I remember I felt so frustrated, so frustrated, <laughs> angry. Because I wasn't able to communicate what I, Selena wasn't letting me communicate what I wanted to communicate. You, you were not hearing the words that were coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And I, and we were fighting. And I don't know how we pulled out of it. How do we pull out of that? But it didn't last long, is what I'm trying to say. Is it felt it really feels icy. Long. <laughs> it was a cold snap. And then usually one of us just goes, I don't want to make this a long thing. I'm sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to turn this into a a multi-day fight right (laughs) where we you know we're civil but we're not actually reconciled right uh and so that that was just an example of maybe a quicker one Mm -hmm. a longer cold snap i would compare to as opposed to some maybe a few day thing oh go ahead i think that would take us to our next like winter type season so it's kind of that the cold snaps a bit more consistent it's a bit longer um you might see some just some underlying tension in your communication it kind of feels more hit than miss and maybe there's an outside stressor right there's some external something happening with parents or whoever there's just some some anxiety that might be building up taking up more mental and heart space yeah Um, it's kind of a season and i think that's what identifies more of this winter type season it's longer but you also see kind of an end in sight Hmm. of like okay we've got a lot of kind of external factors playing into where we're at right now we're not communicating well we're kind of identifying and seeing that but Mm. um it's just taking longer (laughs) so well here's the here's the the kicker is you can be going through a season together and and it's a tough season you know that right and it's a winter in the sense that it's hard but if you're going through it together your communication and your closeness can still be on point true uh I, i guess i'm saying if you're not going through it together Right. So that would be, that's a good clarifier. Another example. <laughs> Sorry, jumped in. I'll give us another. He's really good at examples. I'm not. <laughs> well, uh, so this happens if we, if we are not um, on the same page sexually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I'll be putting out the vibe and I, I'm putting it down and she's not picking it up. <laughs> and, and I can, if, if I don't communicate through that. Well, you don't always put it down. Oh, it's obvious. <laughs> Okay. It is so obvious. Okay. 
I put on the Barry White music in the kitchen. Uh, no. <laughs> you know that it's going. Anyway, uh, things Should are heating I up have in the to kitchen. Know, though? Like, it's. No, see, it's it's the the signals are obvious, right? You just need to tune your antennas a little bit. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jesus. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I'll be putting out the vibe, putting it down. You're not picking it up. And if I don't communicate through that, then I can get really frustrated and kind of flustered by that, and bitter. then hurt, and then bitter. And then depending on how long it takes the dysfunction to clear my system or your system, that's accurate. It could be it could be days, uh, and it's not like now. I know you might be thinking about that passage. It's like, do not let the sun go down on your anger. That's that's not. I don't think that applies in this particular case. That's more of a vitriol sort of uh, vengeful anger is what he's talking about in that passage, and um, and that's a, that's a heart issue. With this, it's like we're just are experiencing a, a, a di- constipation of communication, if you will. <laughs> and so it's like we just have to work it out as a family and as as a married couple. Man, I'm off the rails. <laughs> I, I gotta reel this. I gotta reel this in. Point I'm trying to make is. It can be a longer season if you let it be. And actually, Selena, pull yourself together. I just can't. <laughs> uh, trying to be a professional podcaster here. You're uh, ruining my podcasting career. formal talking, and I'm just giggling over here. Go ahead. So, uh, where I really see it in some couples, and I know we're joking, but um, unfortunately, there's a lot of couples that will find uh, something will happen in their lives. Like maybe there's a death of a loved one that's mm. not dealt with in a healthy way. Or there's a kind of an ongoing low-grade lack of intimacy, whether mm. it's because of a hard season. You've got young kids, a lot of young kids, mm. or you've got a hard job. Uh, or and no it's, job. It's just some no financial job. stress. Yeah. And there's this low-grade. And what it does is it kind of begins to, to freeze things over, mm-hmm. over time. And mm-hmm. it's a slow onset. And so that tends to – because it takes – almost as much time to undo something that's taken all that time to, to happen to yeah. you. Yeah. And so that can be more of a seasonal thing. And so you find yourself out in the cold and you find that, and it's like, have you, have you ever been on the cold for a prolonged period of time? Like you kind of, you can kind of withstand it for a few hours mm-hmm. and then, especially if you're busy, right? If you're right. kind of right. ignoring you're- it and distracting yourself away from it. And then as the day wears on, maybe the sun's going down a little bit and all of a sudden you're not as active while wow, all of a sudden your core is starting to, to get cold and you're starting to shiver. Right. That's what it starts to feel like. And it's going to take some other um, force externally acting upon you or you need to move out from inside from the cold. Mm. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. Go inside, sit next to a fire. Uh, if you want to take the analogy even further, that fire could be sitting around God's word. It could be around gathering around the truths that you know are warming truths of who God is, the mm. peace giving truths, the Holy Spirit fruit bearing truths in our lives. Um, and that can kind of break those types of cold snaps. But the, the causes are varying is what I'm trying to say. For us, they right. tend to be around being misunderstood over prong, prolonged periods of time. Yeah. Uh, for others, it could be more circumstantial. Um, but I think the important thing is identifying those and knowing that you're not fighting against each other in that, but you need to fight for each other in that. So, right. And I think fighting for each other kind of on these first two levels is just being in community with, with others as well and kind of being transparent, letting them know, hey, we're just kind of going through a hard time right now. Could you pray with us? Could you, you know, check in with us? That Those kinds of things. Um, this this ne- this last uh, third part of the coldness possibly you might be experiencing mm. in your marriage um, is one that requires more than just your 
your Christian mm. like church community, and we'd call this the Arctic Tundra, right? Where you're essentially just roommates, and and you're existing, existing in, together, in frozen over. Everything is just completely locked down, right? There's and you feel like there's no way forward. Yeah, yeah, there's really like little to no meaningful communication. It's sort of as needed. You might feel like you just can't. There's just there's no communication. I guess no meaningful right. risk is happening. Nobody's exposing themselves their hearts or what they're dealing with um right and they don't know how maybe it's just yeah it's so frozen there's just no life that's able to exist you think about again the analogy arctic tundra okay there's yeah there's no life there's no foliage there's no food there's no sustenance the land itself will not sustain you right you are basically surviving on what you have stored up right uh and so that's only going to last for a certain it's you're you're doomed really you're doomed unless something changes right and that's i think the the call here yeah is recognizing what you're in and and not ignoring that because yeah. if you deny it you're just gonna it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse right. until until you're on life support and then it's gonna take even a, a greater miracle now we have a god who works miracles daily right in lives of marriages and lives of people around the world it's amazing to hear the testimonies of how god has worked to crack the ice in, in mm. instances like these and so don't lose hope but just know that the first step is really identifying it yeah so, sometimes you can get yourself out of uh the now granted the the, the deeper the freeze the harder it be <laughs> there you go. the deeper the freeze the harder it is to get out of it uh but there are some really tangible tools you can do. A lot of times for us, just speaking very quickly, candidly, uh, we'll kind of get out and do something fun that's outside of our norm. It really does help to begin rekindling our friendship. That's either a date or taking the, the kids somewhere right. that's outside, get some fresh air, instead of kind of navel-gazing. This, this is just trying, like making the attempts to kind of start yeah. a fire to thaw. Right. I just imagine that I kind of, I'm sorry, I don't know if these are great because I imagine like... What is the the one of the Great Lakes that like freezes over? Is it like Michigan or something? It sure. freezes over, and I imagine these things being like a tiny campfire trying to thaw like Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if these would. Well, be... again, this is not for that type of freeze. This okay, is for well, that's maybe what we were a cold. Talking about, I know so. I'm backtracking a little bit just to okay. give people some tangible things. Okay, because if you are in a deep freeze, then I think that's where we're going to talk about the rest of it. Yes. But for the the less deep freezes, uh, getting out, doing something fun can help. Yes. Laughing together is a really great way to rekindle that fire, oh, yes. rekindle the heat in your relationship. And when I say heat, just your connection. Yeah. The friendship, the affection for one another. Uh, you, if you listen to this this podcast for any period of time, you know we're big fans of The Office. And <laughs> that has been a big part of our marriage. And lots of you, it's, you would say the same. It's so great for cultivating friendship. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's just kind of the tip of the the humor iceberg for us, and so it's this deep well of relationship that we are depositing into every time we're mm. laughing together, and we can make each other laugh in other inopportune times mm-hmm. um, later when it's needed. And then finally, this like, I, I say this carefully because we never want people to feel uh, manipulated, obligated, or anything like that. But sometimes, you guys, sometimes you just need to take a leap of faith, a step of faith into the arms of your spouse physically. And I mean, intimately. And sometimes there's a lot, there's too much baggage to do that. There's too much pain to do that. I'm not saying that that's the answer in that moment. But I am saying if you, we've had that in our marriage plenty of times where we've just been not, we've been just misfiring consistently. And we just realize we kind of just need to clear the air. The only way forward is to to hug it out married people style. (laughs) That's the only way forward. And love each other kind of sacrificially in that. And 
it is it is kind of a wetting the appetite is what it does. It ends up making you realize, oh wow, this love is good. Now mm-hmm. I want to partake more of mm-hmm. love with my spouse, and that's what that's what we're talking about. So yeah. so. If you, those are, like Ryan said, just to reiterate, we, those are things that you can apply to kind of the cold snaps or maybe the wintry type seasons that you might be facing some, right. you know, underlying uh, miscommunication or disconnect. Mm. Um, but for this Arctic tundra season, you may be finding yourself in, um, this is, again, this is some, you, you are somewhere that you will need someone, namely a counselor, to come in and help you communicate and connect with your spouse. Yeah. Um, and I f- only truly like a counselor and or a pastor with a counseling sort of background mm. can really help you walk through kind of the identifying, right, the cold that you're in and give you some habits to help you engage with your spouse more clearly mm. and maybe even humbly and more i don't know i don't know what another word is for not humbly but just because i think we go in with like our defenses up guns blazing like five layers back right and so how do we lay those down and even a good well-intending friend doesn't always have the answers and why this is why we value counseling in marriage and why we think that it has its place yeah yeah so I think there, there's varying tiers of counseling. I just want to speak to real quickly mm-hmm. because, uh, granted, there's the obvious one, which is getting going to a counselor, which is what essentially that's what we're talking about here is the value of going to a doctor of the mind, mm-hmm. if you will. Okay, and, and seeing that, okay, not as a substitute for God's word, but really as a common grace, something that God has given us mm-hmm. our, our, to, to be self-aware in these ways, to be able to look at our minds and think, about our own minds in these mm-hmm. ways. That's a grace of God. Instead, to have somebody who is Bible-believing, who can bolster the truths of God's Word, or rather confirm what's already true in God's Word, and help you kind of sift through some of the emotional things. Like, the Bible is a... The, the Bible has everything we need for life and godliness, mm. right? It's not a psychology textbook, but it does speak to things in a way that's fruitful psychologically. Mm-hmm. Okay? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so... That's the big obvious one. There are other, you mentioned Christian community, mm-hmm. friends, pastors. I, I don't want to gloss over those because a pastor has a job to play. And this is not a job that they've claimed. It's a job that God ordained mm. to shepherd the flock. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're under pastors to, they're, they're under, what's the word? Um, Christ is our, is our, uh, he's, yeah, he's, right. he's the head. He's the, um, I don't know, the, the, the pastor in chief, if you will. All sure. right. And these under Shepherds, he's our shepherd, right? And these are under shepherds who are all kind of working on behalf of the capital S shepherd that is Christ mm. to shepherd the flock. And so, if you live in a, if you go to a church that is faithful to a, a biblical vision of church governance, which would mean that you've got a plurality of elders and they are all they meet the qualifications of eldership, meaning mm-hmm. that they are, they have the character and the, the qualifications. And in some cases, the skill mm-hmm. to shepherd. Well, you should be able to go to them and say, I need help in this. Okay. And they should be able to an extent walk you through that. Now their help may be, let's pray. I'll, I'll check in on you. Mm-hmm. Let's also find somebody who, who knows kind of how to work through this stuff and that person could be a counselor what's beautiful is a lot of churches have a have um 
have a, a fund for stuff like this, or they mm-hmm. have in-house counseling, or mm-hmm. they have a way of kind of sponsoring you to go to a counselor for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just didn't want to gloss over the Christian, the explicitly Christian community. Um, nowadays we tend to be so individualistic. I mean, I'm just going to go figure it out. If I'm going to go to a counselor, I'm just going to go to a counselor and that I'm going to figure it out. And then I'll just show up on Sunday. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Yeah. When in reality, like that's, that's not how we're called to live in Christian community. Mm. Does that make sense? That's good, babe. Okay. Okay. So how can a counselor, okay, assuming you've gone through those steps or you've, you already know, and you're, you're known within Christian community, you say, I want to talk to a counselor. I think it's helpful to maybe, um, I don't know. Put place in front of our fair listeners a mm-hmm. roadmap or maybe a a buffet of options that that some the counselor might put before them mm-hmm. that might help them mm-hmm. kind of hash through this. So let's let's talk through. We got what four of them, right? I think five of them. Five of them. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first one is simple, but talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds simple, but if you're not talking in your marriage, that could be a really big thing. And, then and the, yeah. It's one of the hardest things, obviously. You, as you can see, communication does often require talking, speaking, using words, and also actively engaging your minds in the discussion. I think a, a counselor will help you learn how to even articulate your own thoughts in a loving way and mm. how to filter through your thoughts That's the key. and use mindfulness. That's one of the tools that I'm reading through and working through is, is mindfulness. And we got to be careful with that because that can go too far into the other kind of self-help realm. Right, right, right. And that's not what we're referring to. No, But there sorry. is the sense of being aware of your own emotions and how they're affecting how you're communicating. That's what yes. you're talking about. Yes, and not letting them run away, but really just having that, con- working on that self-control, I think. Uh, most people don't struggle with talking, right, when you want to communicate something, but mm. true wisdom is found when you speak, you speak what you mean in ways that give life. So... Uh, I want to read Proverbs twelve eighteen. Yeah, I love this. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Mm. And so, a counselor, I think, by the biblical definition of it, is going to have wisdom. Mm. Okay, they're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They're going to they're going to be looking to God's word as the authority. They're going to be looking to the person and work of Christ as the example, mm-hmm. and they are going to be hashing through things uh, with wisdom. One of the things I love about counselors is that they're very slow to prescribe mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. Instead, they will ask you questions that will help get to, Selena said talk. I know that's very obvious, but they'll be asking questions, facilitating conversations to mm-hmm. bring you around. They can't tell you always what yeah. you're missing, the blind spot. You have to come around to seeing it. Right. And the counselor has the tools and the techniques to get you to that place. Well, because not only are they trying to help you walk this path that you're on, but they're also trying to get to know you as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like they need to understand your perspective on on situations and your marriage and your spouse. And so it requires talking, which is why, yes, they have the tools to begin those conversations um, with and, you and for yeah. you to be able to have with your spouse um, more effectively. Well, and they, they draw it out of you because mm-hmm. you're used to kind of... St- if you're, if you're in a frozen over marriage, you're kind of used to going on the same kind of uh, worn paths that yeah. you've been on. Yeah. You could also look at it like you're on a hamster wheel, just mm. kind of you're getting really tired, but you're going nowhere. Mm. And so they're the ones that will say, well, why do you feel that way? Or why did you say it that way? Or you're saying this, but I'm hearing this. What are you? So they can kind of yeah. pull it out of you mm-hmm. and get you to talk. Okay. Because when you hear us say talk, you're like, duh, obvious. Mm. But a counselor will help you talk more 
with more fidelity, with more clarity. Well, and I think they'll they'll help you create those what did you call them the the pools the, the shared shared meaning pools shared meaning pools so when you say this it sounds like you mean this right so i could be talking about x but what my spouse might be hearing is y so let's talk about mm-hmm. the you know y as in the letter y like example y and then because the x is just like a symptom of what y actually is right and so we have to. We see, can't always do that on our own. In our own we heads. have to see the value in yes, that. Yes. In that. In them being part of the conversation, because mm-hmm. if we're honest with ourselves, them not being a part of it and us just left on our own is the reason we're in this problem in the first place. <laughs> it's true. It's so, true. like, we have to see the value of having someone else speak into it, um, which is actually very similar to the second kind of way a counselor will help you, and it's again very obvious, but with listening. Yeah. Okay. So they will act as kind of an arbiter, an arbitrator between you in that. uh, So here's an example. This wasn't with a counselor or with our counselor, but we actually spoke with some friends and Mm -hmm. we were having a a prolonged fight or just kind of an unresolved argument. Mm -hmm. We were being civil, but um, there was a low grade uh, (laughs) dissent happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, we sat down and they just started asking us questions. And we were all of a sudden listening with uh, better, better ears, bigger ears and <laughs> yes. speaking with better filters because they were there kind of showing us a mirror of this is actually what you look like when you talk to your wife this way. <laughs> right. This is actually what you look like or sound like when you talk to your husband this way. Right. And so they will help you stop and listen, not interrupt. Mm. Um, that's key. <laughs> I'm I'm bad at that. <laughs> As much as y'all complain about Ryan interrupting on the podcast, I'm really bad at interrupting in real life. She'll ask you a question the and then immediately Cause talk I'm over a the a bit of a verbal processor on some things. That's true. You're very verbal, yes. And I am not verbal at all. Whatever. You are <laughs> so verbal. <laughs> he likes to think that he's not verbal, but just get him talking, people. And he starts, his eyes go to the side. He starts thinking. <laughs> <laughs> just looks up kind of to the side, tilted head, and he's thinking and mowing things over. And See, but I'm processing in the brain. Mm. You just said it. So, booyah. No, but then you're talking. I'm right. No. <laughs> so listen, Proverbs 17, 27 through 28, whoever restrains his mm. words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Oh, wow. That's uh, the restraining. Um, that that is, yeah. Whoever restrains his words. Uh, how often in your marriage, listener, has your has your dysfunction been the result of somebody being unrestrained with their mm-hmm. tongue? Mm-hmm. Right. We can say very hurtful things. We can say call each other things that we don't actually mean. We can threaten things yeah. that we don't actually want to threaten. I think another part of listening is not just listening and thinking of your rebuttal, right? Because Absolutely. I do that, I'm like, oh, there's a word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about how I'm gonna re- yeah. rebuttal that, and I don't hear anything else that he's saying. <laughs> I mean, I do, but if I if I make a loud, you know, fuss about that one term that he used, mm-hmm. then he's gonna forget everything else he said. He doesn't though. So part of listening and being actively engaged is hearing what he's saying. Yeah. And if you are hearing what he's saying, he or you know your spouse is saying, then you can ask questions because you probably nine times out of ten i'd say ten out of ten you're gonna have questions Hmm. because you don't 
truly understand. We just skip the, I don't understand. I'm just going to assume you're saying this. Yeah. And so, well, cause emotions are high yeah. and pride is there and selfishness is there and you just want to be right and all that kind of stuff. Or you are right. <laughs> Would you just, <laughs> I, everybody gets it. All right. You're better than me. It's not, there's no question here. <laughs> not uh, today. <laughs> so, so, and this is why I think the having them there is very helpful because they will help you listen and actually hear the intended meaning. Right. Okay, because a lot right. of times we'll, we'll listen through our own filters. One, um, it's one example I love. This was actually comes from our book, Fierce Marriage. Is and the reason why I put it in there is because I love this example. <laughs> is it's almost like communication is a traffic light. Okay, mm. and the traffic lights are a means of communication. Everybody understands that if it's red, you don't go. If it's green, you're you're good to go. Okay, it, and so when it's when it's if someone assumes the other thing, if someone says, "Oh, red means stop," and the other person says, "Green means stop," you get a complete gridlock. Right? There's not mm. clear communication. And the same for obviously, if both people think each color means go, you're going to get a collision, mm-hmm. and that's going to result in pain and death and all these sorts of things. A, uh, a counselor is that arbiter. They're the one that's saying <laughs> green listen, means listen, go. <laughs> green. They, they mean this. They yeah. mean that this is what they actually mean. They don't mean stop now. They mean go now. Right. And, right. and so they are the the um, the interpreters. One that, I feel like. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Ironically, having a hard time articulating that idea <laughs> through all that. That's okay. I'm listening and trying to help mm. you. Are you though? <laughs> I'm just I just think of Pam and Jim when they go to counseling and they are giving. Oh, yeah. What are they giving? Like a. I'm speaking. I appreciate the, the yeah my something I can't even think of it right now. I don't know. That's when that's when the whole show started to take a turn for the worst. <laughs> Let's right can't attack Jim and Pam. All right, they're kind of the worst. They though. kind of are though too. Yep. They n- none of the rules apply to them, mm-hmm. and they just think they're they're the bee's knees. Yep. They're mean and they're to everyone. They're kind of just mean to everyone. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, <laughs> listening to each other. Talking to each other, actively engaging, actively listening is going to lead you to this third one of seeking understanding. You're Mm. seeking to understand. When you listen and you're engaged, you're going to, again, ask questions. Try to even put yourself in your spouse's shoes before you even think of your rebuttal. And I say that to myself a thousand times because I'm the first one to not do that. The first, yeah, the, the the first step of understanding is seeking to empathize and seeking to understand, like you just said, what that's that has to be there, right? And if you don't, like, you hey, don't. you have to care about what mm. their experience is like, and you have to be, yeah. and that's the beginning of empathy is actually caring about them, caring enough about them to say, I need to understand how you are mm. feeling and what your experience how is like. How do we even get empathy if we don't feel empathy? I mean, is empathy would be defined as a feeling i would think in some on some levels right and so yeah how would you how do i start to feel empathy for someone that i've i just feel like we're possibly Hmm. even less than roommates like we're just together and because that's just where we're at like well how do you i mean my my answer and i probably didn't set you up well but i think it would begin with prayer and it would begin with a lot of just scripture reading Um, maybe not on empathy, but just scripture reading about who Christ is starting with the gospels and understanding like there's the Holy spirit can work out empathy inside of you and scriptures scripture is life and it is God breathed. And so why wouldn't it begin to show me 
how I am lacking in this in this instance. I mean, that's spot on. I, we don't empathize with others because we don't think we have any real common ground to empathize hmm. on. And scripture is, and the gospel is the great equalizer, right? It's like, it's like the DMV. doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> gotta you still go. got to stand in line. <laughs> no, but the, so I, I always think of Matthew 18 when it comes to this, the parable of the unforgiving servant and how one, uh, one servant is forgiven like billions of dollars of mm. debt. And he and he grovels to the king, and the the king says, "All right, you're you're free to go. I will hold your debts against you no more." And then that servant then turns around and goes to his buddy, who owes him twenty bucks, and starts like choking him out because he hasn't paid his debt. Mm. That king looked at that wicked servant and said, "I just forgave this massive debt to you, and you can't even forgive your brother. Mm. You, go, you, your whole family is now going to go to jail, and you got to mm-hmm. work your debt off." Um, and what that what that tells us is that we are all kind of on equal footing in terms of our forgiveness and our need for forgiveness in Christ. And if we see ourselves rightly in the massive debt that we have been forgiven, Mm -hmm. our massive chasm between us and this perfect God, that is the gospel. Then I can, I can approach my wife and say, how can I hold your sin against you? Even if you're sinning against me, how can I hold it against you when Christ hasn't held my sin against me? Mm. That leads me to empathize with you. Mm -hmm. Let me now, instead of just bashing you or getting upset or ignoring or ignoring, and I can actually see you with compassion because yeah. I have experienced the love in, the love of God in Christ. So honestly, you guys, not empathizing with your spouse, if I can just speak really candidly, is a big red flag. It's foolish. It's a it says, red it says flag. that in the Bible. It's a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. So Proverbs 18.2, in case you need it. Yeah, I mean, we could camp out here all for the rest of the episode, but I guess we'll have to move on. But I just, if you're not empathizing and you're just cold to your spouse, that is not just a marriage problem. That's a gospel problem. Mm. Okay. And if they're, if you're cold to them because of a hurt and they're not repentant to you, that's another issue. And you can still warm up without being trusting, right? Until mm-hmm. there's trust rebuilt. And that takes help and that takes counseling, which is what we're talking about. Right. But the point is, if if we hold the moral high ground against another person, mm. and it's it's a barrier to our empathy, that is a gospel problem, and that to me is 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 that that is a red flag that says we need to run to the feet of Christ. We need to be humbled before Him. We need to see Him for mm-hmm. who He is, see ourselves for who we are, so then we can begin learning to empathize and love the way Christ has loved us. So good, so good. Okay, so based on okay, we've talked through. Talking. This is again a counselor will help us talk in really unique ways, also helping us listen, which and then will lead us to greater empathy and deeper understanding of one another. And then from there, this is the part that I feel like really gets exciting: is you a counselor will give you tangible ways to step forward into healing, right? And to step through a process that can bring about reconciliation and deep right in this communication. So, and and not just like not just any tools, but tools that match up for where you're at and what you're dealing with. I think there's a lot of things we can try on our own, right? But without a counselor guiding us and saying, "Here's the nail. Here's a hammer. Use this tool for this situation and try try this. See how it works right. for you." You know and there's that's the only way that we can really begin to mm-hmm. see how counseling is valuable, but also mm-hmm. I think respect just the process that it is and allowing the Lord mm. to work on our hearts and uh, and good. take the right steps, right? Because we maybe we have been spinning our wheels, we've been in that on that hamster wheel for quite a while. So taking yeah. steps that are new feel unsure, and that's okay. And we have to be okay mm. with kind of the ambiguity and the unsureness. 
and just keep stepping forward, trusting God, using the tools that we're, we're given and discerning through them and continuing to say, I'm not going to quit. I know my legs right. are not familiar with this ground, but we're going to trust and I'm going to act. Mm. I love that. I love that. So we're acting in trust. You said this, we're trusting the process. Mm-hmm. And to me, in that trusting the process, what do we have to do if we're going to trust the process? You have to, you have <laughs> to, to rest it. and you have to relax. That's the fifth one is it'll yes. help you rest and realize that, okay, God is at work. That's what biblical counseling, that's why mm. the biblical part is so important because without it, there's no rest. Right. Without the deep rest of the Holy Spirit and the work of Christ on the cross, this part is a lot yeah. more elusive. We might find spots of rest, but we won't have deep abiding rest in Christ. So when we know that we can trust the process, that if we're following God's word toward reconciliation, confession of sin, repentance of sin, Mm -hmm. um, understanding, communication, being slow to speak, being quick to listen, being Mm -hmm. slow to anger, this is all part of the process, right? And so a biblical counselor will give you action steps that are based on these sorts of processes that are deeply interwoven into the fabric of mankind, of humanity, for relationship. And so resting in that, um, there's Philippians 3.12 is just a verse that's about um, kind of not not ever arriving. Mm, (laughs) I love it. And so there's rest in this, knowing that that God is always at work, uh, the Holy Spirit's always at work in our hearts. So here goes, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Mm. Um, so it's basically just you're clinging to the, to to Christ, knowing that, you know, on this side of glory, it's never going to be whole. It's, it, it's, it's right. never, it, there's always going to be sin kind of marring our experience. Well, and I would also argue real quick, too, that there there is tension in the good. There is, hmm. like, when you are working through, I think Rachel Jankovic sent this in one of her books, but when you're working through things of the Lord, like there's, you're working through counseling, right? We're working through, we can have rest ultimately in that, Mm -hmm. but there also will be these tension, this tension of doing good work that just takes time and energy and focus. And there's a lot happening, right? With Mm -hmm. all the other things in your life, but we can still rest in, in the ultimate, but also be at peace knowing that, okay, there's this tension here. I'm growing and that's okay. And this is good. And I can rest in this this process that we are, yeah. you know, we're trying to make progress in and bring heat to the Arctic tundra. <laughs> I had a really clear um, instance of that. I woke up at 3 a.m. Just, just, I, I was wrapped around the axle of my own mind, right? <laughs> I was thinking about some things. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling, you know, you can kind of feel it coming on and you're like, oh no, what is this thing? And I, <laughs> and it was, I know what it was. It was a few different things we were working on that I just, they were uncertain. They're still uncertain to be honest. And it gives me reason to not rest. Yeah. And I just felt the Holy Spirit by his grace, three o'clock in the morning, laying in bed. He said, you don't have to worry about this stuff in this way. Mm. And that wasn't this relegation of responsibility. It wasn't this. He just automatically poof. Everything went away. He said, you don't need to be bound up like this. Mm. Yeah. You have to be the one walking through it. Like Selena said, you, you, you get to walk through that process, but you know what? You get to lean into me in that and you get to trust me with the big outcomes. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who changes hearts, not you. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who makes fruitfulness happen, not you. Mm. You just do the faithful thing and just take one step after the other. Mm. And sometimes, guys, I've, cl- I've climbed a couple mountains in my lifetime. <laughs> when you hit a whiteout, 
um, you can't see two steps in front of you. You mm. can't even sometimes see your own hand in front of you. Yeah. And so all you can all you can do is wait it out and trust, or you can take one step forward, one step forward, and you're exhausted and you feel blind, but you can rest knowing that the path is stable and solid. Mm. Well, ideally, if you're climbing a mountain, that's the case. <laughs> in Christ, we know it's it's the path it's the is case. stable. Yeah, so good. Okay, which the trusting thing, I love that because it goes talk, listen, empathize, or understand act and then rest trust in the process mm. and then this to me is the biggest indication of trust and this is just praying through it all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. prayer is is such an exercise in trust and in faith <laughs> when you when we don't pray it's an expression of our own fake autonomy we yeah. think we can do it without god's help when we pray it's a response to our need and our desire to commune with the god of the universe so good so pray through it all pray through, through it, it all. all so so uh Hopefully this has been helpful. I mean, we talked through kind of the different differing cold degrees of coldness, mm-hmm. right? All the way down to the Arctic tundra uh, and how counseling could be a really tangible solution to help you break that cold snap. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this resource again, you guys. We've, I think we mentioned it last week, but we actually started taking counseling. It's been in just, we, we couldn't do the session this week because scheduling conflict. Did you say started taking counseling? Almost like it's a lesson. <laughs> it <laughs> counseling. is that. <laughs> started counseling. We started counseling. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. I was like taking counseling yeah, lessons. No. <laughs> So we couldn't do another another session because of a scheduling conflict, but just in the session that we have done, which we're mm-hmm. going to keep our this quote unquote experiment going for many months, I think. <laughs> um, and we just learned so much. So yeah. uh, this is a timely partnership for us. We've mm-hmm. been wanting to do this 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 series for a number of months, and it just yeah. If if you listen to any of of the other podcast episodes of this series, you'll hear us say many times over that. It was it. It took about a year for us to come to the table with faithful counseling. I mean, they were kind of they asked us about a year ago. We were like, nah, we don't do ads, and they're like, well, what about a partnership? Went, okay, like there was a lot of yeah. prayer and thought and consideration. Well, and we wouldn't because, do it if we didn't think it was valuable. Now, here's and yes, here's how it works. I want to make sure that it's really clear. If you are thinking about doing this, you go on there, you fill out a, you go to faithfulcounseling.com/fmp. Okay, that'll give you ten percent off. You don't have to pay anything up front. You just, you sign up though, you fill out a form and Mm -hmm. it will basically ask you things about what you believe. Now you need to be really clear that you want biblical counseling Mm -hmm. as you walk through that. Um, And then they'll start seeing kind of the nature of the issues you have or that you want to address things like depression, stress, anxiety, Uh, marriage counseling obviously is an option. Crises of faith. Uh, having ish, problems sleeping, maybe I should talk to him about that because I wake up at three pretty much on the clock every every night. <laughs> Anger, family of origin stuff, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, trauma, all that kind of stuff. And so as you go through the questionnaire, it kind of uh, you can indicate things that you want to talk about. And then they'll do this. this is really cool. They match you with a counselor that mm. specializes based on. And it's very user-friendly. I scheduled, canceled, rescheduled, canceled, and then rescheduled again for for our next counseling (laughs) session. But it was because we had things conflicting and times and all that. And it was, it literally took me 10 minutes instead. I didn't have to text. I didn't have to call. I just did it online. Mm. They even have an app and you can. And you just pick your time slot. Yeah. And you can even text and chat. Yeah. Or just do a phone call if you don't want to do video. Um, it's very user-friendly, and it's mm. n- it doesn't take a lot. So I, that's, I think, yeah. one of the better features of it. And it's it's affordable. So it's yeah. if you think about normal counseling, I think it's uh, probably, I don't know, probably three or four times the cost of this on a monthly basis. Yeah. So I encourage you to check it out. And a lot of times, um, 
churches will help sponsor as well yeah. if, if finances are a problem. So, uh, like I said, it is a very, I think, fortuitous, what's the word? It's a uh, providential timely. connection, <laughs> timely c- connection. So go to faithfulcounseling.com slash FMP. And uh, I can't speak highly enough of our experience so far. We hope you have a good experience there as well if you decide to do that. Um, but yeah, with that said, I think we should, um, let's pray for some couples. All right. We'll pray and then we'll call it an episode. Lord, I thank you for, um, just a gift it is to, to have your word as our foundation of truth, but not mm. only the written word, but we have the word in Christ himself, um, given to us, um, and, and the Holy spirit here to counsel us and to give us wisdom and discernment as we seek uh, understanding in these issues. I pray for the husbands and wives who are feeling that communication, um, and their, their intimacy in terms of just feeling close to one another is, uh, suffering because they've had a cold snap or they've had a cold season, or they're maybe living in a tundra right now. And they're realizing we need help. Mm. I pray, uh, God, that you would meet them there. I pray that you would minister to them, that you would lead them out of that cold place, out of that dark place into a place of warmth and flourishing and life and fruitfulness. I pray that as they, as they begin that path, that you would give them hope, that you would equip them with peace and hope and joy in you that is otherworldly alongside them in that journey, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is... In the can. All right, as usual, we'll see you in about seven days. Until then. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com, or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.